Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. We praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wa ask Allah to send his peace and blessings upon his final messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Inshallah, just in a few minutes, um, I'd just like to touch on a very important and core principle that we have as Muslims. And that is the principle of taqwa. Taqwa is probably something that we hear a lot in. Okay? Many verses in the Quran, especially uh, uh, important addresses we see, for example, uh, as was the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ to recite, Ya ayyuhalladheena amnu attaqu allaha haqqa tuqatihi wa la tamul. Ya ayyuhalnaasu attaqu rabbakum alladhi khalaqahum. Ya ayyuhalladheena amnu attaqu allaha wa quulu qawla sadiqa. So many uh, commands to do with taqwa. Even some of the scholars considered that advising and reminding the people to have taqwa is one of the conditions of Salatul Jum'ah. Either by reciting a verse of the Qur'an or for the Imam to... Literally say, uh, And just to give you an, an idea of how important it is, Allah Ta'ala is in the Quran, Indeed, we admonish those before you, and you also, to have taqwa. So this was the advice of Allah here. It is the advice of Allah for the first and the last. What's taqwa? Taqwa, you know, it's translated sometimes as the fear of Allah. Sometimes people translate it as God consciousness, to be conscious, to be aware of Allah, to be, to be aware of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He knows what's in your heart. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows your secrets. And so if you know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He knows your secret, then as well, this will affect your outer. Okay, so taqwa, as the hadith of the Messenger said, the origin and the essence of taqwa is in your heart. Because you could do actions of iman. You could do outward actions that portray that you're a Muslim. You could pray, you could fast, you could perform hajj, you could follow all of the commands of the sharia. Right? All of the things that would tick the box that you are a Muslim, even sometimes a very devout Muslim. But what is the true essence is the taqwa in your heart. Do you have the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in your heart? Are you conscious of Allah? Do you have the correct intention? Are you doing it for the correct reason? So you could do an action that is apparently correct, but it could be an evil action, depending on what is your motivation and your reason. This is taqwa. All right? And as we said, taqwa is, is something that is related to the consciousness of Allah, being conscious of Allah, being aware of Allah, knowing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He knows all things, that Allah knows your secrets. So this, this aspect is related to what? Huh? What's it related to? Related to iman, correct? A belief in Allah. What's the benefit of us studying Iman or Tawheed or Aqeedah? The names and the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Knowing that Allah is the all-knowing, that Allah is the al-latif, al-khabir. Right? So even though this is an aspect of Iman, but it affects every aspect of our life as a Muslim. It's pervasive in everything. So it's really the essence and what 
makes Islam special and unique. Okay? And that's why from the very beginning of the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Alif Lamim Dalikal Kitabula Raibafi Hudan Lil Muttaqeen. It is guidance for the Muttaqeen, the issue of taqwa. And that's why that's why we see that the, the, the Quran builds this issue of God consciousness. Whether it's in verses that deal with Iman directly, deal with Tawheed and Aqeedah and belief in Allah directly, like a lot of the verses that were revealed in the Meccan stage, verses that deal with Allah knowing Allah and believing in Allah and worshipping Allah and so on. And even when it comes to verses that were revealed in the Medina stage, after the migration, which are verses that are got to do with rules, ahkam, rulings of Islam. That's why we see anointed among these verses, and in the conclusion are a lot, a lot of these verses, is issues and reminders of fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For example, we read now in Salat al-Maghrib, verses to do with the rulings of Hajj. Right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, جَعَلَ اللَّهُ الْكَعْبَةَ الْبَيْتَ الْحَرَامَ قِيَامًا لِلنَّاسِ وَالْحَجَّ وَالْقَلَائِدِ ذَلِكَ لِتَعْلَمُ أَنَّ ذَلِكَ لِتَعْلَمُ أَنَّ اللَّهَ يَعْلَمُ مَا فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمَا فِي الْأَرْضِ وَأَنَّ اللَّهَ بِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ عَلِيمٍ That Allah has made, instituted these rituals of hajj of, and rules and whatever. Why? What's the benefit of them? So that you know. أَنَّ اللَّهَ يَعْلَمُ مَا فِي That Allah knows everything in the heavens and earth. وَأَنَّ اللَّهَ بِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ عَلِيمٍ And that Allah is knowing of all things. طيب, that you know that Allah knows all things. What's it going to do if you really believe that and you, you know that and you're aware of that? Then it's going to affect what? Your actions. And that's why يعني, the definition of taqwa really the definition of taqwa really comes, the origin of the word taqwa comes from the word wiqaya. Wiqaya means to protect yourself. To protect yourself. So what do you protect yourself? How do you protect yourself? What do you protect yourself from? You protect yourself from the punishment of Allah Azza wa Jal. Protect yourself from the hellfire. How do you save yourself from the hellfire? By following what Allah commands and staying away from what Allah prohibits. Right? So the more that you believe in Allah Azza wa Jal, the more that you have taqwa, the more you're going to obey Allah and the more you're going to avoid the haram. Alright? So what is in your heart will affect your action. So that's what Allah Ta'ala says in the Qur'an, اِعْلَمُوا أَنَّ اللَّهَ شَدِيدُ الْعِقَابِ وَأَنَّ اللَّهَ غَفُورُ الرَّحِيمِ Know that Allah is severe in punishment and that Allah is forgiving and merciful. Okay? So, and that's why we see, even in a lot of verses got to do with rulings of halal and haram and commands and worships, always they're anointed with reminders of, يعني, uh, of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, remind of Allah's punishment, reminders of taqwa, and so on. Because the sharia is based on taqwa. And that's what's unique about the sharia, that's what's unique about the laws of Islam. They're not like the laws of mankind. Okay? Because you can do things that are apparently good, but they could be bad depending on what your intention and your motivation for it was. Whether you have an ulterior motive. And who knows that? Maybe on paper, no one can fault you. On what's apparent, no one can fault you. But who knows what's secret, what's your intention and your motivation and your agenda? Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For example, earlier today, 
had a lesson in the tafsir in Surah An-Nisa. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is speaking about the rulings to do with marriage in Surah An-Nisa. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about يعني, the rules to do with marriage and orphans and so on. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala concludes that ayah that a person, that a person يعني, may get married in a way that is halal. Apparently it's all halal, it's all the person has maybe even يعني, the, uh, if he's questioned or whatever, his motivation for marriage is, is, is uh, good and clear. But then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, uh, that After Allah mentions that the reasons and the motivations and the reasons for you to get married for, you know, have to be genuine and not that you're doing it for ulterior motives and not so that you can rip off يعني, the woman or take advantage of her uh, to marry her by force even though you're not a suitable person or that يعني, you want to rip her off from her inheritance or whatever. So you do it for a, a genuine reason but always know And whatever you do of good then Allah knows of it. So when a Muslim always remembers that his intentions and his motivations are known by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then he will make sure that he does the correct action. Because you can fool people, but you can't fool Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You can trick people, you can lie to people, but you can't lie to Allah. Allah knows your intention. And this is the beauty of Islam. And this is the beauty of the Sharia. And this is why the Islamic law is not like any other law. Because like in common law, worldly law, you only do what the law says, whether it's right or wrong, whether it's morally right or wrong. And if you can avoid the law and not get caught, then you'll do that. You know? So even some people that have a saying, they say, yani, it's only illegal if you can't get away with it. If you can get away with it, it's, it's lawful. Once I saw a guy had it on his shirt, something like that. Yani, if he can get away with it, it's lawful. It's only illegal if you can't get away with it. But for a Muslim, we don't, we don't run like that. We don't operate like that. We operate under taqwa. We operate under the rule of taqwa. Allah knows our intentions. Allah knows our motivations. We could avoid worldly consequences, but we can't avoid the consequences of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's something beautiful about the Sharia. That's why even a lot of non-Muslims are amazed at Muslims. We live in Australia, a free country. Why are you still wearing hijab for? They say to the Muslim woman, you're not in you know, Afghanistan anymore. The Taliban are going to come and you know, shoot you. You can take your hijab off. You, know, you won't get in trouble. They don't understand this, you know, this issue of no, we don't wear hijab because of you know, the, the law or the country or the, the government imposes on, on or, your, or your father or your husband is forcing. This is why they have this idea that if a woman wears hijab, it's because she's forced. Her husband or her father or the side, no. Or it's, it's, it's the law of the land. No. It's got to do with the issue of taqwa. A Muslim, he avoids the haram. He doesn't drink alcohol, doesn't commit zina, whatever. Even though these things might be even allowed in the country, in terms of the laws of the country. They're not prohibited in the law. But for a Muslim, he makes it prohibited because of the issue of taqwa. And that's why any society that's not based on taqwa will fail. Because any society that people can circumvent the law or do something that even though according to the law is correct but morally it's wrong their conscience says it's wrong they'll still do it anyway 
this type of society will crumble because there's only so much you can do to control and police people's actions and to make people do the right thing. That's why that, the beauty of the Sharia is that it's based on the fear of Allah and God consciousness. Whether there is a, a, an enforcement from the government or from the authority or not. And even if it's something that may be technically allowed, but a person has taqwa and the fear of Allah that knows his motivations and knows his intentions and he will avoid doing the wrong even though it may be technically allowed to do. So the issue of taqwa is a very, very important issue. And the more that we have taqwa in our hearts, the more that we will be closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and more, more be true. And when a person doesn't have taqwa, this is a sign of destruction and will lead to hypocrisy. And this is why other nations were destroyed because they had no taqwa. And they thought that they can just as long as they apparently are fulfilling the law, but even though they, they have no fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so they yani, try to circumvent the law thinking as if Allah doesn't know what they're trying to do. So it's, taqwa is really actually the foundation of it is in your belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, your belief in Allah's names and His attributes. and His. But then it has a practical manifestation in our actions and in how we act. And therefore, if we have true taqwa in our hearts, it will show in our actions. Okay? So the essence of taqwa is in the heart, but then the practice of taqwa is in yani, our, uh, our behavior and in how much we fulfill Allah's commands and how much we avoid the prohibitions of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us of the muttaqeen. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to save us from destruction of this world in the hereafter. Wallahu a'lam wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ala nabina Muhammad alayhi wa sallam.